0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 30, Dirty 30 of Points and Penalties. I want to remind you to please subscribe wherever you get your pods and give us a like and follow on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Points Penalties. My name is Josh, and with me are my co-hosts, Peter, Jesse, and Kevin. Kevin, what are you drinking tonight?
1: I've got myself a Pearson Express IPA. It is a 6.5%. Uh, Made out of uh, Henderson Brewing Company, which is out of Toronto. Nice. How's it taste so far? It's good. Awesome. Not bad. Peter, what are you drinking?
2: Thanks, Kev. I'm drinking a Flying Monkey's Crap Brewery Hoptical Illusion. Almost, almost pale ale. Almost. Mm -hmm. Once again, I don't know what an almost pale ale is. But it's pretty good. It's 5%. It's got a crazy-looking... can like all the flying monkey stuff does because normal is weird that's what it says and uh yeah it's pretty good easy drink so far Jesse what are you drinking
3: I'm drinking hazed and confused juicy IPA from Muskoka Brewery it is a 6.5
2: ooh a tie so, ooh, a tie.
3: so I guess we'll have to throw over a Yosh to figure out who's the winner.
2: Yeah, see if we have an unprecedented situation here or not. Well, it's not me, boys. We have a tie. Uh-oh. Uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> so I'm drinking beer snob Belgian rye ale from Shilo Beer Company. It's uh it's quite a different taste, but I, I like it. My first sip was like, oh shit, this is completely different than what I've had for the last 10 episodes. And I <laughs> I'm enjoying this. A strong beer, only six percent for me. We
3: well, welcome to the club, Kev.
1: <laughs> Where, were you? Where were you last week? <laughs> I had a 6.9 6. on last week.
3: Well, you could have taken it last week then.
1: I did take it last you week. Did. <laughs> oh.
3: hmm.
2: I wasn't here, wrong. so it doesn't, it doesn't matter. <laughs> the show does still go on when you're not here.
3: <laughs> Shocked it does. <laughs> what is back is NFL, though. Jamal Adams finally gets his contract signs for four years where $70 million is ends up being the highest paid safety in the NFL, which isn't much because safeties don't get paid enough, even though I think they're, they're great players and everything like that, but they, they don't get the money that uh, cornerbacks and defensive linemen or even linebackers. Like I said about uh, Denarius, Darius Leonard, who got a bigger deal, but Jamal is now the highest-paid safety in the NFL, and he broke a record last year playing only 12 games and registering 9.5 sacks as a DB. Phenomenal, man.
0: If you have, have this guy in fantasy, if you play an IDP, and <laughs> you championships, man.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, the problem is he, he, that's all he does. He can't get – he's rarely in coverage, and he's always rushing. He's like a pseudo-linebacker is what I see him as. Like, he, he does have some speed to him, but he plays downhill. And he plays for the stupid Seahawks, so I'm not a really big fan of him. And and he hurt my boy Henderson last year, but he is a great safety. I will agree to that, but I think he's more of a linebacker than a safety and should have been paid more like that. But that's just me. Like I said, he only played 12 games too last year, and he broke the record, which is wild. Uh And he's also – it was his third Pro Bowl that he was named to and second team All-Pro in that 12 games, which is pretty tough to do as well, so – Good on him. Again, not a fan of him just because he plays for a different team. I liked him on the Jets. <laughs>
0: as long as they're not in your division, you're good with them. Yeah. Yeah.
3: There's a lot of good players in my division, which and playing for different teams, which I'm not a fan of, but it is the best division of football. Now, we have been tracking this story for a long time. Tim Tebow he got his first, <laughs> his first uh, game since. I don't even remember. It was a while ago. But he only was in there for 16 snaps. And I don't know if you guys saw some of the highlights, more or less lowlights of what he did. But he's not a good blocker. (laughs) Surprise, surprise. (laughs) He, He whiffed on a few of them, and it was bad. But, yeah, he's not a blocker. He was a quarterback, and he wasn't good at that either. <laughs> but uh yeah so he got cut this week in the first round of cuts he didn't even make it past that so everyone that bought his jersey i'm sure they feel like money's well spent <laughs> <he's getting that>. <laughs> for <laughs> sure at the at one point the uh, i guess everyone was getting his jersey and yeah so it's funny that that uh that he couldn't even make it past to the second preseason week that's funny man it's it's pretty funny and definitely check out those blocks that he tried to do he had i believe he had one target as well he didn't catch it and then there was (laughs) another there was another one where like he was in the same vicinity as another receiver and the receiver like like pretty much stole it from him which was pretty funny
0: Like took it out of his hands
3: no like so like they were both in the same vicinity And the quarterback threw it like in between them, and the wide receiver went and got it because because Tim doesn't have the reflexes. It seems like to go get it.
2: Yeah, you gotta go get it, Bo. Yeah. So
3: so it was it was still funny to see him, and so that part is over, which I'm sure everyone's happy to hear because I think he's done now in the NFL. CFL man, CFL
1: (laughs) (laughs) probably like
3: like I feel like he could find something there. (laughs) He'll sell sell jerseys and tickets, probably.
1: Yeah. If he does go to the crappy football league, man, who knows? He might work his way back up. I doubt it. I doubt it, man.
3: (laughs) But Atlanta Falcons are the first team to be 100% vaccinated against COVID-19. You? They finally won something.
1: Fuck yeah.
2: (laughs)
3: Probably the only thing all year. Although I I got uh, Ridley in my fantasy team, so he needs to get a bunch of fucking touchdowns. That's gonna do well. The only guy I'm going to be, uh, that's the only guy I'm gonna be cheering for.
0: Kev, you better hope that uh Maddie Ice stays healthy because AJ McCarron just went out for the year with a with the uh with an injury. So you better Who hope uh,
3: <laughs> Maddie Ice will be <laughs> Hey,
0: be. you better you better hope he stays healthy, Jess. If you want Ridley to do good.
3: He, he will be. He'll be fine. All right. they yeah. got uh Arthur Smith as their our coach now, so so I think he'll be better. I think Ryan will make a search here.
0: That doesn't mean he's going to stay
1: healthy. <laughs> Coaching won't help yeah. him stay healthy. No. Yeah. Well, Matt will definitely be trying though. I tell It'll you, be, that. he'll be trying, man. He'll be trying.
3: And so Barkley was activated off the PUP list uh, last week, I think. Um, so this is his first like team practice against another team so it's like a joint practice and this is the first time he actually plays against a different team this week from tearing his ACL and missed uh, 14 games last year so it'll be pretty interesting to see how he does and hopefully he gets back there because he's been missing a lot of games over the last two years because of injuries and hopefully he can resurrect his career because it's uh, not going so well for him and the Giants have a lot of playmakers so hopefully he can the offense doesn't have to run the room but i doubt it. i'm sure it will we gotta make sure that acl is good to go
0: this guy has a ton of talent but his middle name is injury
3: yeah
0: you know it's it's unfortunate because i'd love to see him play a full season but i'm gonna call it now he gets through three games next year and gets hurt again
3: That's It might like, not be
0: season ending but it'll be three games and he gets hurt and he misses at least a game
1: Write that down, Pedro.
3: Write it down. Hot take. Three games, yeah. It's hard to argue with that. Like like I said, like he missed 14 games last year. And ACLs happen. There's nothing really you can do to prevent them in football because they happen every year. And then speaking of another injury that happened to a player that the Jets were hoping could be their pass rusher that they've been missing since, like, John Abraham, Carl Lawson ruptured his Achilles. And he will miss the rest of the season. And this was their big-time free agent signing here in the offseason. The injury happened, and it was in the joint practice with against the Packers in the red zone. Boo. Yeah, so it's stupid. Packers did that, but like I said, it, the, the injuries happen, and there's nothing really you can do against, especially even the Achilles too. Like that stuff, you get rolled up on, and it can just rupture it that way too. Uh, so, Salah, the coach for the New York Jets, he's no stranger to injuries as he had to deal with a bunch of them last year as the 49ers DC. He, uh, the 49ers ranked fifth in total yards allowed last year, despite not having Nick Bosa, Solomon Thomas, D4, Richard Sherman, Ezekiel um, – I can't remember that guy's name. Ansah, man. Ansa. Ansah? Okay. Yeah, <laughs> Ezekiel Ansa. Ziggy Onza, that's, that's Ziggy, uh, yeah, it's up, Ziggy, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it, I think Sal is a great defensive coordinator, and he can he can have a great defense, but they don't have many playmakers over there. So it'll be tough, but they might be able to get through it. And then we got here Mitch Trubisky gets to play against his former team. 2017 first-round pick. Actually lit the Bears up. You had to you know, know this is, that was
0: coming. You had to know, right? <laughs> oh yeah. He was looking,
3: he was ready to play for this yeah, for He was sure. like, I i don't care if it's preseason. Yeah, I, this is uh, my destroy, Super Bowl. Yeah, I can destroy <laughs> these guys. Well, Allen's not going bet down. And they still have uh a quarterback from last year that the Bills drafted. I think Jake Fromm, mm-hmm. who's supposed to have some talent as well, but he's making a case to be the number two there which he probably will get if he continues to show out in the preseason like this. So he led four consecutive touchdown drives. Now, he only had one touchdown. He had over 220 yards passing and 20 for 38. Kind of like his I think it was actually 20 for tw- 28, not 38. I'm, I wrote that down wrong. But so he actually passed pretty well, which is different for him. So good on him. I like I like the chip on the shoulder and just throw it right back in uh, the bear's face there. But Bears got a better quarterback. But yeah, he took a quite the lick there on the weekend. I don't know if you have seen this at all, but he got smoked and his helmet went like 20 yards backwards
1: his hairband even came off
3: oh man that guy got smoked so hard and it was it was dangerous but he's a tough guy he got up didn't play too well afterwards still run which is this is what he's good at but only nine for 1980 yards and he had four carries for 46 so it's got kind of hit and miss Andy Dalton had quite the decent game he did have an interception though surprise surprise yeah Yeah. he he, he had a touchdown and he had a bunch i think he had almost 150 yards so he did play a little bit better as he was what he wants to show the fans that he's still he's gonna be the week one starter there bud so he's still trying to show the fans and i believe the fans are booing him and asking calling for the rookie at the at the game
0: week five field starts man Week five?
3: Yeah. That late? I thought you were saying like a lot earlier. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I'll give I'll give uh, Red Rifle a little bit. I go on a hot take here. I say the Red Rifle throws up more interceptions than uh, Mappy trying. Well, that's not a hot take, man. Because they both threw up a lot. That's I'm just saying that your guy will throw up more than mine this year.
3: That's not a hot take. That's not a hot. Take. Not in Chicago, not? man. That, that is cold as fuck because
0: <laughs> <laughs> i think i think everybody knows that andy Dalton is going to throw more
1: picks like that's not
3: been Ryan. it's, a, yeah, it's a bears run offense too so that's <laughs>
1: you all right yeah, then man. wait then you can wipe that right off then i mean we'll write it down if you just, said it's a
3: ryan, if you said ryan throws more interceptions than Dalton, that's quite the take no
1: nah, i can't do that to my qb that's so. all he probably will but i can't do that to my TV. i
3: i doubt it like i said like josh said he he doesn't think he's going to be there that, there that long he feels it's going to take the field and i can definitely definitely agree with that i i thought josh would have more of a gre- aggressive take on it I thought he'd be like week two <laughs> no
0: i think it'll be like he'll last a little bit but
3: depends if they're winning <laughs>
0: yeah a <laughs> lukewarm take
2: oh <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: shit all right guys let's slide into the MLB the Tampa Bay Rays first place in the AL they have a record of 77 and 48 what i don't understand about this team is how they could do like how do they not have a fan base i don't get it on tuesday night they had an attendance of 4795 people The smallest ever for a game at the Trop without COVID restrictions. This is insane. That's nuts. The previous low was fifty four hundred and sixty (laughs) the (laughs) day before. I just, I mean, I'm gonna ask, how is this possible? Do you guys have any idea on how this is even possible? Like, sure, it's it's Tampa, it's sunny. There's other shit to do, but if there's still baseball, man. Still, baseball. How are these guys not drawing fans?
2: You'd think all the fucking retired people that live down in Tampa would enjoy going to see a baseball game. Yeah. Especially I mean, like baseball. you got to be able to get season tickets for like 50 bucks or something. For sure. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and like a hey, lot of Canadian uh, people live down there in the, in the, I guess, in the winter, but you know, maybe they visit there visit their summer, their winter home in the summer, and go down for a game, but you, I just don't understand how there's only 4,700 people, 4,800 people there.
2: Yeah, if the Jays were as good as Tampa is, it'd be fucking sellout night after night after night. For sure. And Tuesday all the bars afternoon.
0: around would be sold out. You wouldn't be able to get into a bar either.
2: Yeah. A Tuesday afternoon fucking 3 o'clock game would be full.
0: Yeah, Yeah.
2: <laughs> for sure. It's
0: just wild. I just I mean, it's great that they're you know for them that they're they're in first, they're doing well.
3: No, it's but, not it sucks. Well, I mean, obviously, it's it sucks, but yeah. <laughs> but it's just,
0: like, I mean, obviously, if in the playoffs, it's going to be full. But like, as a player, you're like, all right, so we have to make the playoffs for you guys to give a shit. <laughs> like, we had. We'll, four th- s- we'll
3: see when the playoffs actually hit. When how many people are there?
0: I mean, it'd be crazy to see them, you know, get past. You know they're obviously the problem. They're get, gonna get the buy at this point, and
3: or the bypass the you know, the buy, the, <laughs> the wild card. It's
0: like a buy. The you play the wild card team.
3: It's one game. <laughs>
0: yeah. you know, get I the got the buy. I got seated. <laughs>
3: yeah. I do have a. I do have a theory of why no one's showing up. All right, NFL started, bud, and and Tampa Bay is back.
0: Yeah, I mean yeah but you can't go and see anything i guess just the the preseason but it's still only one one game there's still trade
3: there's still you can go to the training camp and stuff like yeah. that and yeah so you can you can definitely go to that and they're clearly more hyped on football that down there and having Brad and everything
2: yeah, but what maybe. was happening in the nfl on tuesday night is there a game is there anything
3: Training camp, but
2: yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Tuesday night, and,
0: and they get forty eight hundred people. They, uh, they were all
3: day drinking, couldn't make the game. Yeah.
0: Okay, so it's not quite as many as forty eight hundred fans, but Joey Votto becomes a fifth player in Reds history to hit get two thousand hits. He's pretty close to that that capacity crowd there yeah. in, in, in Tampa. <laughs> so on Monday nights. uh 14-5 victory over the Cubs, Votto did get that 2000th hit. He joins other Reds, Pete Rose, Barry Larkin, Dave Conception, and Johnny Bench. Joey Votto has reached career milestones in home runs, RBI, and hits this season. And he also becomes the just a second Canadian to hit 2000, joining just Larry Walker.
3: I got a cool story about that I saw online about Votto. So they asked him what he's going to do with his uh, 2000 uh, ball. And he said, well, I was going to do the exact same thing that I did with my uh, first hit in the MLB was uh, give it to my dog. Yeah. But his dog <laughs> passed away earlier this year. So couldn't do that I Guess it was more of a somber one. But still, it was it was still funny that he gave his first career hit in the MLB to his dog.
0: Yeah, apparently his dog was being a pain or something at the time, and he just wanted to settle oh. him down. He's like, here's the ball.
3: <laughs> and, you know, he just tore it up. <laughs> oh, yeah
1: for, yeah. for sure he did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I saw that, too. He was talking about um, that on, uh, on TSN. He was sitting there doing his little speech opponent. it. It was pretty cool.
3: So do you think he's going to pass Larry Walker?
2: How many does he have?
3: Larry Walker has uh, 2,160. That's going to be tough, man. It's going to be two years at least that he before, yeah. Issue, so.
0: and that's why it's not because of the age, right? Like, bottles not a
2: spring chicken anymore. Fuck. I'm gonna go with no, just that's a lot. That's yeah, a lot I think so. yeah,
3: I don't yeah. know, man. If he continues to play in Cincinnati, like, that's a that's a hitters ballpark, yeah.
2: Let's just hit it.
3: It's, it's, it's you get a lot more hits with home runs there because it's a smaller field.
2: Yeah, but
0: yeah, but home runs runs not it, right? Yeah, it's just hits, So a bigger field would actually be more advantageous
2: for singles. I mean,
3: not if not if you're in, you're getting up in that age and you're dwindling in power, right? So you, you kind of need that smaller ball field. I mean, there.
2: Jesse's kind of right. Like a, a hit that might not get out would be caught, which wouldn't be a hit. So that's, right, that's what I'm getting at. Yeah,
3: but uh I don't know. I kind of want to see it happen for sure. Oh, I definitely
2: want
0: to see it happen, but it's a tough one. It's a tough. One. It
3: would be a tough one. What is he like? Thirty six or something like that?
0: He's yeah. I'm not sure, hundred percent. But
3: so he needs two years.
0: Yeah, it's still gonna be tough. I mean,
3: well, I, I'm gonna say I think he does it just because he's been one of my fan favorites for a while. Just because, even though he plays first base. <laughs> hey, any idiot can play first base. And... <laughs> But uh, yeah, he, he was quite, he was always a good hitter and it was always awesome to just wish. Hopefully, he has more time.
0: Yeah. So, fun fact about Votto the last four times uh, the batter in front of him, Nick Castellanos, has been hit by a pitch, Votto has homered the last four times. So, wow. word, word to those pitchers <laughs> don't hit Castellanos if you don't want to give up a homer by Votto.
2: Yeah, but yeah, Castellanos should start getting boosted. to fucking lean in, lean yeah, in a little yeah, more. Sure. <laughs> Take one for the team, buddy.
1: Yeah, but
3: Castellanos uh, is a good hitter too. Yeah, so you, don't, for sure. you don't want to get him getting injured. Like he's definitely a better hitter than Votto. <laughs> it's
2: just a joke, Jesse.
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, just saying for the future, man. I don't want. I don't want good players getting hurt. All
2: right. Your heart's in the right place. I'll give you yeah. that.
0: <laughs> All right. Caleb Johnson, Diamondbacks pitcher, was ejected from Wednesday night's game versus the Phillies after a foreign substance check. The glove was confiscated in the eighth inning by the third base umpire. Johnson argued that he had to be strained by, argued and had to be strained by the D-backs coach. Um, said that there was a couple suspicious spots on the glove. The pitcher had then said that it was just dirt and there was nothing to be worried about type thing. It was, like I said before, was arguing. So he was also checked in the sixth inning, no issues. And the glove has since been sent to New York for examining to see if it is a foreign substance of sorts. Send it to the lab. (laughs) Exactly. So far, only Hector Santiago of of the Mariners uh, has been the only player suspended for foreign substances. And we've all heard and seen about uh the antics of the pitchers when, when they want to check them out, they drop their pants and girl belts. <laughs> girl belts, do whatever about their uh their foreign substances, which is pretty funny, but
3: so he was never ejected, right?
0: No, he was ejected.
3: He was ejected.
0: He was ejected, yeah.
3: For having a dirty glove.
0: For having a potentially just muddy, dirty glove, yeah. For sure. I mean, you never know, but until they do examine this. So once they examine it and say it's a, it is a foreign substance, then he'll probably get that. I mean, I would assume he's going to get that 10, 10 day fine.
2: Oh, for sure. if it's, Or not uh,
0: fine suspension. <laughs> yeah,
2: for sure. If it's uh, if it is a foreign substance, I hope it's just dirt so he can throw the dirt back in the ump's face and say, <laughs> you really <laughs> kicked me out for having a dirty glove.
3: Or the really. next time he's up there pitching, he's going to rub as much dirt on there as possible. He's like, come check. it." <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'd bring. Uh, I'd be in the dugout with like some cleaning supplies, like a mask yeah. eraser and shit. Just, just making sure, Rumpy. Just making sure. <laughs> got to keep it clean.
0: He goes. He goes. All I know now is that now I have to work in a new glove because that was the only one I had.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, that was pretty funny. He's just concerned about the future. Whatever. You got my dirty glove, my worked-in glove, but I'm probably not going to get it back before my next start. So. <laughs> See how he plays defensively. Do you know next, next game. Oh, he's a pitcher. Yeah, exactly. And our Blue Jays. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Played two series, short series versus two sub five hundred teams, <laughs> and come up with one win out of the five games. Ooh, zero and two versus versus the Nats. One and two versus the Tigers. 64 and 57 on the season, fourth place in the AL East. That's brutal. That's yeah. horrible.
3: The Nats just got rid of all their players too. So they're playing with like minor leaguers. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh shit. Yeah, this was a, this was a two series a week that they needed to win at least the three games. Like they needed three games out of this. At least.
3: I need to win all of them.
0: They're too far back. And so that's next up here. As I've been saying it all year, it's going to be a very tough thing to make playoffs for the Jays. And I'm saying right now that there's no way they make the playoffs. No yeah. chance.
2: I'm with you. I was saying before that uh, I think just before the trade deadline that they were going to finish third in the division. And if they upgraded their pitching, they'd finish second. They did upgrade the pitching, but yeah, they just shit the bed. since.
0: Well, and it's that, and Tampa's been playing lights out. So, you know, the the to, to get up to the AL East, I know they don't have to get all the way to the top, but to chase, they're 11 games back. That's that's tough to to recoup at this point. And even the four and a half get, uh, back of the wild card is, is a tough goal with the teams cool. in front of them, especially the Yankees. The, my pick, the ones that you guys fucking chirped the fuck out of me and look at them now. They're kind of on fire. Still chirp
3: the fuck out of you, you yeah. the Yankees. All are right, I'm you. gonna to get a point. I'm getting a point, <laughs> motherfuckers. <laughs> hey, hey, my, Atlanta's gonna be there too, bud. Yeah, they
0: yeah. will. now. that's crazy <clears throat> that they've come all the way back.
3: Yeah, L- they lose a Kuna and it's like, oh, we should probably start trying now.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. One of us made the right choice, and it wasn't any of you folks. It was this guy with the Dodgers going all the way. Who's
1: in Did a wild-card
2: spot. See... Oh, yeah, in a wild-card <laughs> spot, yeah. Oh, don't you worry. Don't you worry. They're, they're still...
1: <laughs> Did you see the last uniforms, how ugly blue they were? That, I love those jerseys, That was man. disgusting. Lost that was,
0: Dodgers, man. That was,
1: that was horror-awful. Oh, I like those. Oh, man.
0: Mm-mm. All right. Blue jerseys. Stand with the Blue Jays. George Springer on the fucking aisle again. Third time around. This time with a sprained knee. Charlie Montoya says he's doing better than expected. But once again, as per the past two IL stints, has no timetable for his return. <laughs> this could be a short term thing, like they've been saying all year. Probably won't be. Well, oh, they'll, yeah. run,
3: they'll run him back and then he'll get hurt again.
0: Yeah, yeah. just shut him down for the year. <laughs> uh, it sucks. Like when he's in, he's been on fire. He's been great, but he just has been getting hurt. Like, I don't know, man. Maybe he needs to drink some more Canadian fucking milk or something to strengthen up those bones and whatever else he
2: can do. Maybe the Ontario milk in a bag is fucking him up.
0: (laughs) Yeah, maybe. (laughs) I need a (laughs) chug. All right. Uh, Triple Crown Watch. This is going to be the last installment on the Blue Jays update until uh, Vlad does a little better, (laughs) gets his shit together and actually pushes This He's 6th in average at 309 behind Trey Turner at 324. Second in home runs with 36 behind Otani with 40. Seems to be so far walking away with this. Uh, and he's second with our, in RBI with 89 behind Jose Abreu who has 92. I hope he can come back and make a push for this again uh, as he did earlier in the season. But he's going to need to get his shit together with hitting. And obviously that's going to help the Jays. Maybe some of the other guys need to get their shit together so it helps out Vlad. But I still don't think he's gonna get it. It's it's too far out. And then that's a it's a lot of points on uh on the average there for him to make up now. Yeah, yeah the,
3: the Jays have a better chance of getting the playoffs and him winning the triple crown. Uh, yeah, that's probably true. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and so this upcoming week, seven games play every day, four versus the White Sox at home. And then three versus the Tigers in Detroit. This is, uh, you know, you gotta win. I got to win. You got to win four here. Got to win four games out of these seven.
2: At this point,
1: you got to win all of them. Depending <laughs> what you're trying
2: to do, if you're trying to make the you you got to win six of those seven.
1: Uh-huh. No, I agree with Jesse. You got to win them all. <laughs> like it, that. This is brutal. <laughs> yeah, you got to win all every single one now.
0: Or you just pack her in and lose. And I mean, I know draft spots aren't as important in baseball as they are in, uh, you know, say football or basketball, but.
2: Or hockey. Yeah. yeah or hockey.
0: Or hockey <laughs> or hockey's pretty big
3: if you start
0: taking <laughs> <laughs> We'll see. We'll see what they do. I hope uh, just for the sake of the rest of the summer, and we can at least cheer them on. Uh, and hopefully they at least can make a push for the playoffs. But until then, we'll wait. Yeah.
2: This week's points and penalties MVP is Miguel Cabrera. Biggie for hitting his 500th career home run, and of course, it has to happen against the Blue Jays in Toronto. So, happened against the Jays on Sundays. They won 5-3 in extra innings. Much of the 14,000-plus fans, which, by the way, is, by my math, about three times as many as Tampa has.
3: <laughs>
2: and the only reason it's not more is because capacity capped at 15,000. But anyway, most of those fans gave Cabrera a standing ovation, even though he homered against the home team because they are aware of the significance of 500 career home runs and happy to see it happen in uh, with their own eyes, I guess. So Cabrera is the 28th player in MLB history to reach 500 home runs. Hell of a career for Mr. Miguel. And uh, he's our
1: weekly MVP. Now, if, if we were at that game, guys, you don't think we wouldn't have stood up and clapped for him as well? Oh, yeah. yeah.
0: Oh, hells yeah. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Hells yeah. 100%. 100%. This guy has been a great hitter for his entire career and he's an even better person, or it seems like that, even just on the field, he was messing around with Shohei the last time they played, uh, they played LA. He was pulling his, his gloves out of his back pocket and stuff like that when he was on, on base, it's just, and he's just a fun guy, you know? And when you've been in the league for that long playing first base, you know, you you get you get to be more comfortable with fucking around with the guys and, and having fun with them, and you you know you make a little bit more jokes than than a guy that's over there here and there. So, no, I I don't think you're gonna find anybody in the league that says that this guy is an asshole or anything to that effect. Uh, I think he's a pretty solid dude, and his legacy is gonna carry on with his 500th uh, career home run.
1: Yeah, and you didn't know that Showtime did run up and took his gloves out the last time, or. Next time he got on base, so he would oh, do it. Oh, nice to him it
0: again. Again. Nice, I didn't see that.
1: That's yeah, It'd be
3: funny if you put it in like a, his other butt cheek pocket or some shit like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I <laughs> know it's good, it's awesome to see. And yeah, I would have definitely given been part of that standing ovation for sure. Oh, yeah. Last Triple Crown winner, yeah. as we were talking about the last couple weeks about Vladdy being that and how we're not, he's not going to happen, but it's not an easy task to be able to do that. Well, well, he is. Well, he is one of the few that have done that. I bet you, triple crown is is even more luxurious than getting the 500 home run. Oh yeah. Sure.
0: Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I wonder how many guys have actually won the triple crown versus the 28 guys that have hit 500. I not know, I never looked into that, but I'll bet you it's less triple or less triple crown guys. No question.
3: Absolutely. Either. The question would be, it would be uh, between triple crown winners and 3,000 hits, because I think the 3,000 hits are are less. -hmm. There's less people that have hit 3,000 hits than 500 home runs, but congratulations, Miggy, MVP for this week. Cheers! Cheers! Cheers!
0: All right, guys, let's jump into the NBA. Not a whole lot going on. Uh, There was a couple trades. The Clippers trade Patrick Beverley, Rajon Rondo, and Daniel Arturo to the Grizz for Eric Bledsoe. The next day. the Grizzlies trade Patrick Beverly to the Timberwolves for guard Jared Culver and forward Wancho Hernanguelman.
1: done.
0: <laughs> That's <Yeah>. awesome. <laughs> um, nothing too crazy here. Like, I don't mind Patrick Beverly; he's an all right player. Same with uh, Bledsoe, but think Bledsoe's got a little bit more of a future. And you know, the Grizz here moved some guys around, and they got they got a couple of young. Young players. I know Jared Culver is going to be pretty good. He's he's got a lot of talent, and I don't. I'm not sure too much about Juancho Hernan Gomez. <laughs> I it up.
3: Not, can I do two in a row? <laughs>
0: <laughs> but they went younger, and uh, I think this was a good couple of days for the Grizz to uh, to move some guys around. They got Rondo, Arturo, and now uh, Culver and Hernan Gomez. So. You know, to lose a couple players here, but, but bring in a, maybe a younger core uh, to work with
3: with John Morant. Rondo's not younger; he's up no. that age.
0: Well, he's old. He's old as fuck. But the rest of them are are younger.
3: It'd be a pretty crowded backcourt too, with Rondo back there too.
0: Yeah, he'll be a. I mean, he was a bench guy. The last three teams he played for, right? The Clippers.
3: He wasn't good with the Clippers either.
0: No, he played for the Clippers twice in the last, like two <laughs> or three years. It was Clippers and another team and then back to the Clippers.
3: Yeah, they thought the second time around he got his shit together. Yeah, man. Who knows?
0: Anyway, uh, not like I said, not a whole lot going on here. They did release the schedule for 2021. Opening week has some pretty intense games. You'll have the Nets and the Bucks a rematch of the best two teams in the East. Warriors, Lakers, Steph LeBron, Celtics and Knicks. Got the Nugs and the Suns, MVP and CP3, Devin Booker. That should be a good matchup. And hopefully our boy uh, from Kitchener here is uh, is back in there. Jamal, he should be. Should be. <laughs> he can't see him not being. Uh, Mavs, Hawks, that'll be a good one. Luka and Trey. Clips, Warriors, obviously uh, Kawhi if he's healthy. And Steph, and maybe even Clay Thompson if he's back. Nets, Sixers. And Suns, Lakers. So the opening week is uh, pretty stacked. There'll be some pretty good games. Be interesting to see how these games shake out in the first week there. As we know, Christmas Day is a big, big day in, in basketball. And if you get a Christmas Day game, that's uh, you're, it's pretty, you're pretty hyped up about it. It's pretty important to get a Christmas Day game. So we have the Hawks and the Knicks play first Celtics and Bucks, Warriors, Suns, Nets and Lakers, which should be a fucking banger. Yeah,
3: that's the best one for sure.
0: Yeah, for Sure. And then the late game will be uh the Mavs versus the Utah Jazz, who had a hell of a season last year. But the big question here is why is there no Christmas Day for the MVP? Jokic should uh, the Nugs should be should be playing on this day, in my opinion. The MVP, it's it's not like it's the same every year. It's not like it's Thanksgiving and it's the same few teams in the NFL. I think a guy that that does this and and shows up the year before there and then the whole team will have played well. He should get a little bit of love here and get a Christmas Day game.
3: I mean, it's probably because it's the Nuggets, right? Jokic should, defi- he should definitely – you're right. I agree with you 100%. On what this, but it's the Utah Jazz, yeah. too. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah, but they yeah. were the best last year in, in the West. Yeah. So that, that's the reason why they got that, right? Like the only – I'm looking here and I guess like the Hawks and Knicks might be the only one. Like the, I guess it's playoff teams, but yeah.
2: – Yeah, i kind of with Josh, though. Like your superstars sell tickets and, and right. get eyes on fucking TV screens. Like you want to put your best superstars on them, Christmas. It's yep.
3: Just because it's, it's a Denver, man.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but you
0: could like you could probably balance the Celtics out of there. Like, sure, Jason is fucking great, but but
3: they're playing the Bucks.
0: Yeah, I know I get that it would be an East West matchup, but
2: like they didn't have to be playing the Bucks that day. You could have done Bucks uh Jokers team. Fuck. It escapes me. just Thank you.
3: Wildcats? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you could
0: go inner inner league there for sure. Like. But I mean they did with Nets and Lakers, right? So
3: Yeah, but those are two big teams. Yeah. And they and, and the Celtics are a big team too. Like in basketball, Boston is huge. Yeah. For sure. More. That's why I was just saying, like, like Knicks are huge too. And but they've been nothing since until last year. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah and they had a good run last year. For
3: and sure. obviously the Hawks were pretty good
2: last year. Mm-hmm. More importantly. No game for the Raptors. What the fuck? Paris? <laughs> There is the schedule is
0: showing that the Raptors are playing in Toronto. Finally. So October 20th schedule is showing the raps play the wizards at home. Obviously the wizards will be Russell Westbrook less.
3: We might win. We might
0: <laughs> win. <laughs> yeah, say, Okay. Well, probably won't be a triple double against us. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm excited. I, a game in Toronto will be phenomenal. I mean, Every other Toronto team uh, is playing now, so it would make sense that the, the Raps and the Leafs should be able to play at home this coming season. This is great. It's just exciting. I mean, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Basketball in Toronto again. Yeah. Next up will be November 1st against the Knicks. That's the NBA's 75th anniversary, and it's at the Knicks. And I think the NBA kind of fucked up here. This game should be in Toronto, considering the first NBA game was in Toronto. Why wouldn't you want to have a redo 75 years later uh, in Toronto? But
3: Maybe that's the reason why they involved them.
0: Well, I mean, and so they should, but give us a fucking game right here in that's T.O. Cool. <laughs>
3: it's the Knicks, man. They get whatever they want. <laughs> <Fuck> the
0: <notes. laughs> December 28th, just after Christmas versus the Sixers, Danny Green will return to Toronto, and he has opted not to receive his ring until he can do it in front of raptor fans and i thought that was a pretty sweet thing to do you know that's cool really so, he
3: hasn't gotten his ring yet
0: right yeah totally. it's been two years
3: that's a long time to wait without getting your fucking
2: ring <laughs> like he already
0: has his laker ring <laughs> 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 from the from the next year um, so i i thought that was a pretty sweet thing when i read that i'm like wow that's that's very uh, honorable of Danny Green to to wait it out and to be able to accept and and celebrate that win with the fans one more time, even though he wasn't a huge huge contributor offensively, uh, he did you know he does hit the a key three ball, but he's a great defensive player.
3: I think he was more valuable for us than he was for the Lakers. Oh, for sure he was, for sure he was, and that and that's why I would think this would this ring would ring better for him more or less because. He was he was a better player for us than he was with the mm-hmm. Lakers. More influence and whatnot.
0: Yeah, and it, I be mean, personally, maybe it is a better, better, bigger ring for him. Like I said, I thought it was pretty cool to uh, to be able to celebrate one more time. We get to hoot and holler for for the championship one more day, and then a bunch of hoot and holler, and this place is gonna go nuts. The Scotia Bank Arena, ACC, whatever you want to call it, it's gonna go nuts on February third middle of the week game, it will be fucking packed. The Miami Heat are in town. Kyle Lowry will make his return to Toronto for the first time since being traded and the Toronto fans are just going to blow the roof off of that stadium.
1: I agree. The only reasons why I agree? Because I would like to redo my hot take. I've mentioned this to you too once before. The Heat honestly will win the Larry O'Brien Championship next year.
2: Wow.
0: re and on his hot take.
1: Yeah, I have to
2: re-up it. I was confused there for a second. I was like, you can't redo a hot take. You can't change that shit. <laughs> hot take, a hot take. You're just
1: restating a hot take. Uh, that's fine. Yeah, I, don't, I don't want to have a lame one. I want to actually have one. And I think that's a huge one. because You mean you're
3: the one before
1: when yep, you said yep, yep, yep. This, Dalton uh-huh.
3: would <laughs> that's the one. throw more interceptions <laughs> than Ryan? Yeah,
0: just saying. Well, nonetheless, I, I hope that uh, ticket prices aren't ridiculous and I may oh, be, be able be. to go to this game.
2: You might have a chance because it's in a week. It's not a weekend, yeah, exactly. but they'll be they'll be you'll be paying over hundred bucks for sure.
0: Oh, that's okay. I'm all right with just over a hundred. So any more than that, You're like, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, it'd be cool to see Kyle return. And like I said, you know that the roof will be blowing off. And I can my here's my hot take: Kyle's gonna have a fucking tear. I'll have a tear in his eyes because of the fucking the tribute that'll go down and and the fans just going nuts will be oh yeah we'll be crazy. Oh, definitely February 3rd write it down
3: not only that he'll have a tear he'll probably have a career game against us oh, yeah. too oh yeah.
0: <laughs> probably for sure fucking 81 points Kobe style some shit like, <laughs> alright couple more la bitch James 10 NBA skills and executives took a part in an offseason survey asking who will be the best player in the NBA in the 2021 season. Levitch received zero votes. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> he replied in a tweet saying, thank you, as if I didn't need more fuel or more to fuel me. And then hashtag washed with a crown, King's Crown. So, you know, king James washed King. So apparently LeBron was considered by some that participated in the survey, but ultimately decided against choosing him due to his age and recent injury history, missing large chunks of time in, uh, in two of the last three seasons. I have to agree with uh, with these people. I don't. He's going to be a great player, and he has been a great player, but he's not going to be the best player in the league next year.
2: Yeah, for sure. Like, it's not that like, much of a slight, I don't think, to say that you're not the very best player.
3: <laughs> exactly. No, it's not a slight, but it'll be interesting to see like if he does pull like an MJ out of there, like and just fuels himself and takes himself to another MVP because that'd be pretty interesting to see.
0: I mean, maybe because
3: we were talking about him being the MVP this year. Well, <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> but, but if there is still talk about it, <laughs> so
0: KD and Giannis split the survey down the middle, five votes apiece as who uh, these. These execs and scouts think are is going to be the best player next year, and that's hard to argue with. Is there any other players that you guys would throw in there?
1: Yoke, okay. yeah,
3: <laughs> Yoke, <okay>. yeah. <laughs> thought that was the obvious one, right. but out of these
1: two, who would you guys choose? Oh, yeah, honest for sure. Giannis, yeah, I go the Giannis. I mean,
0: if KD can stay healthy, KD, it's
1: the
3: same thing like what you, what they were saying about LeBron. Like, KD has yeah. the age and and the injuries compared to Giannis. Although Giannis did get hurt this year a bit, so.
0: Yeah, but wasn't out for long periods of time.
3: Nope.
0: Where KD and and LeBron have been as of late.
3: Right, where KD gets hurt and he's
0: he's out for a while, yeah. They put him on LTIR and he comes back, not against the cap. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wait, that's hockey. (laughs) All right, and it's just speaking about Giannis. He purchases a stake in the Milwaukee Brewers. He has said that Milwaukee made me who I am today. He signed a five-year contract, a five-year supermax contract extension in December, worth 228 million with the Bucks. He said it made me a better person. This is basically my home. I've become a father here. I've become a leader here. I've become a champion here, and I want to be involved. I want to be involved in the community as much as possible. I know Milwaukee invested a lot in me, and I want to invest a lot back into the city of Milwaukee. Uh, I love this. I love that the player, more and more players, are getting into owning or ownership stakes in other sports teams and keep the flow going, right? Keep the money in sports uh, as opposed to, you know, these big ballers coming out of Amazon type guys, you know, techie guys that are multi-billionaires owning shit and have, you know, no uh, no basketball or no sports sense. Let's put it that way. So uh, I really like this. It's just cool. Like Giannis now has a stake in the Brewers. You've got A-Rod who's got a stake in the Bucks. You know, we've talked about Bitch owning part of uh, the Red awesome. Sox. But that's yeah.
3: that's across the country, too. Like, you could also say about uh, Patrick Mahomes in KC Royals, and I think yep. he did KC Sporting as well. Sporting, yep. But they're, they're sticking with the cities that they're playing the team against. Like he said, right. he's investing in Milwaukee because Milwaukee right. invested in him. So yep. it's kind of nice that, like, A-Rod and Mahomes and – and uh, now Giannis have done it with the city that they are actually playing in compared to LaBitch.
0: Yeah. Uh, Russell Wilson too with the Seattle Sounders. He's, uh, he's invested in them as well. So I just like this uh, more and more. I think it's a great thing and it's just going to you know, help the league, no matter what sport it is. And no matter who the athlete is that's involved because they know sports in general and the, the business of sports, no matter what their little stake is or big stake, uh, I think it's going to help out tremendously. I really like this uh, for Giannis and and for all these other. Yeah, athletes.
2: and it's usually a good investment too. Like sports teams are. <laughs> yeah,
3: it's guaranteed to
2: make you not money. Guaranteed. For not guaranteed. sure, not, nothing's guaranteed, but it's a. It's pretty, pretty, pretty much good guaranteed.
3: Chance, yeah. Everyone. That's why everyone's getting into it, right? Because you don't see a lot of ownerships switch over unless there's some sort of scandal.
0: For sure. Even in Tampa Bay, you might not get a lot of seat sales, but you win <laughs> championships or get close to winning championships. It's going to sell fucking something, right? <laughs> Advertising and
3: whatever. That's just, that's just <laughs> baseball, though. Yeah, like, there's like, I'm sure uh, the Lightning, well, maybe not this year, the year before, because Canadians aren't down there as much, but I'm sure they probably sell out a bunch too. Just because of all the Canadians that go and retire down there in
2: Florida. Yeah, for sure. Speaking of the NHL, Peter, what do you got? Yeah, so there's a little bit happening in the NHL this week. Nothing earth shattering, but uh, starting off with Henrik Lundqvist officially announcing his retirement. There was speculation that this would happen because he has uh, he has some heart issues. I guess he tried he tried to. Participate in some workouts heading into the season, but he suffered chest pain with too much exertion during some workouts. So we call it quits. Wasn't COVID? Nope, not COVID. He had uh, other heart issues.
0: Yeah, he sat out all year last year, didn't he?
2: Yeah.
0: And he's, it, it was with Washington too, right? Yes. But never played a snap. A snap <laughs> never played a <laughs> never played a second on the ice.
3: <laughs> I think it's called ice time.
2: <laughs>
0: ice time, uh, whatever. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs>
2: So, yeah, the Rangers announced uh, pretty much right after that they are going to retire Lundqvist number 30. The ceremony set during uh, the 2021 2022 this upcoming season at some point. Lunquist is a five time All Star and won the Vezina Trophy as the league's top goalie in 11 12. And he retires to the record of 459 wins, 310 losses, and 96 overtime losses. Uh, in 887 career games, save percentage of 918 and a 2.43 goals-against average, and 64 shutouts. And he is the Rangers franchise leader in every single one of those categories. Wow. Clearly, the best goalie they've ever had. It's a bit of a shame that he never had the chance to win a Stanley Cup. For sure. He had multiple chances. It just. Yeah. He's definitely near. Team, the, team couldn't get him there. That's right. He's definitely near the top of that list of, of goalies that's, that should have won a championship, never did.
3: I believe he's one of the few, or he has a pretty good playoff record as well, like for the goals against and save percentage in the playoffs.
2: Yeah, he performed for sure. Couldn't get that championship. So I was going to ask if you thought
0: that Henrik was the best Ranger goalie of all time, and after seeing these stats, yeah, I, I actually didn't wasn't did <laughs> prior prior to the show. So my question was was maybe Mike Richter a better Ranger goaltender? But no. Definitely not. No. And, and is anybody even remotely close to that is, I guess, the next question. And would it be Richter? Probably, but.
2: Yeah. I don't know. Going back through their history, there might have been some really good goalies they had, but none of them did it as long as Lankos mm-hmm. to get the sort of records that he has. How old was he? He's like 39 or something now. Okay. Well,
3: him retiring now is not a shocker either.
1: No. Well, she would we be calling him Sir. Wasn't he United? sir lundquist i don't know
3: <laughs>
0: fuck huh that might be a challengeable offense kev might be huh. but i got a negative so jesse i think you should challenge him. <laughs>
3: <laughs> i have no idea about this if This is true
2: but then jesse might get it further ahead <laughs> he, might. he might i don't know about that i just
3: don't i don't have any knowledge of um, I, just, I knew about the playoff statistics, but I thought I threw my two cents in right there.
2: Fuck <laughs> so it. I'll do it. Kev, I challenge. He was never knighted for sure.
3: <laughs> I
0: think he might have been actually knighted.
2: <laughs> sir. He's oh, a sure. sir. So, someone double check that shit. Is... Not seeing it, Kev.
0: I'm not seeing it either, buddy. All right. Do you know if, if he was or not?
2: No. All right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Fuck! I was a fucking challenge. <laughs> oh, that's what being a or being a pussy Yeah.
3: <laughs> I just had no idea. Like I was like, I thought it was only English people.
0: I, I, I didn't knew know he wasn't
2: English. I didn't know either. But upon further review, it appears that King Henrik was never actually officially knighted.
0: <laughs> never, Sir Henrik. Never, Sir Henrik.
2: <laughs> at least not formally. Plus one for Peter. All right. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That's pretty funny. Okay. Let's move on to NHL jerseys and the, you can't ever advertise on our jerseys culture because that culture lost because the NHL will have advertising on the front of team jerseys for the first time starting in the 22, 23 NHL season. These ads are going to be three inch by three and a half inch rectangle That's the space they're allowed to use, which is larger than the NBA's 2.5 by 2.5 square space available for uniform ads, uh, but not significantly. There's a comment from Bettman that teams retain more than $100 million in revenue thanks to innovations like the helmet ads. So these ads will be even more valuable, I'd say, than a helmet ad. So it's it's likely that ads on the jerseys is going to make teams a boatload of money. Which is good for the league. I don't mind having ads on the jerseys, as long as they don't get egregious like the fucking Swedish teams or whatever. Yep, Spengler Cup is brutal. Yep, that type of stuff. But a single yep. ad on the jersey doesn't bother me at all. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I,
0: when they first said that the NBA was going to the the ads, I was like, oh, you know, there's not a whole lot of jersey there, so as long as it doesn't interfere too much with the jersey itself, and they've done a nice job with it. You don't you don't notice it too much, and for the most part, the the teams or sorry the companies that want to advertise with these teams they actually kind of have the same colors, or they they change you know that at least they put their logo into the team's colors so that it doesn't uh, completely stand out, you know, in a in a gaudy way type thing. And I'm like I said, I'm fine with this NHL uh, new ruling here with the the ads as long as it doesn't overtake the symbol and you know and the jersey itself. You still need to be able to. See that it's the Maple Leafs. See that it's uh, you know the Minnesota Wild, and and
1: not uh, some random you know random company. So. so, do you think that's going on the shoulder, it's on the back?
2: I would think it probably goes on a shoulder. So I've, I've heard that it's going to be sort of where the captaincy is, but on the left side. Captaincy would be on the right side. It's to be on a lot, if you know what I mean.
3: I mean, for the NHL not to buy into this for a long time, like you're missing out on money here, man. If it's going to get a hundred million. On just helmet ads this is going to bring in more yeah like you guys are the smallest market for in the big four at least like you guys need to make some money somehow like build build your brand right for sure and then with doing that like the advertisers will probably boost watching the nfl more too because they're like hey go look we got ads on there kind of thing like that so it's by nfl you mean nhl nhl So that's what exactly <laughs> <I meant. laughs> nfl doesn't I- need ads <laughs>
0: Not yet. No, but I mean, how much more money could they make had they put, uh
3: you know? Well, they got like the, like the whoever makes the jersey more or less. Like you see the Nike swoosh and, yeah, and the, I think uh, Reebok was in there a bit too. Like, yeah, they can definitely make a lot more money doing that, especially the NFL. But when you're already at the top, why bother?
2: <laughs> oh, I bet you know, for the money. That's why you bought it. Yeah, 100%. Like I, uh, Same with baseball. I'm surprised they haven't done it yet. Yeah, I guarantee you they'll follow suit in the two, too far future. So anyway, I think it's a good decision by the NHL. Hopefully the fucking salary cap will finally start to go up a little bit. and Mitch Warner won't appear to cost so much. But uh, that might take a little bit of time, so we'll have to wait and see. Owen Power, the number one overall pick in this uh, just recently happened NHL draft has confirmed that he's returning to Michigan this year. And in doing so, he will be the first number one overall pick to not play the team's uh, season opener the following season uh, since 06-07 when Eric Johnson did not play that season with, uh, I think he was drafted by St. Louis.
1: Do you think he's doing this so he can just sit there and like, graduate and come up with something after hockey? I don't think so because I don't think he's
2: going to be there long enough to actually graduate. I think he's probably doing it, one, so he doesn't have to play in Buffalo right away, because why would you? (laughs) Two, because so Michigan's season got cut short this year because uh, of COVID. The team got COVID uh, breakout through their team, and they got kicked out of the final NCAA tournament, and they were the second-rated team going into that tournament. So I think they have some sort of unfinished business there. And there's a good chance, like they're going to be a super team this year potentially because four of the top five picks in the NHL draft are potentially on this Michigan team, which is unheard of. The only one that's still up in the air is Matty Beneers, uh, who was picked number two by Seattle. There's a chance that he may play with Seattle to start the year. Normally, number two overall picks do play in the NHL right away, but not always. Still have to wait and see what he either decides to do or – Seattle sort of wants him to play. But
0: yeah, so why hasn't Buffalo said, What are you talking about, Owen Power?
2: You're playing for us. Like Yeah, I was kind
3: of confused because I just like, how does he have this power? He signed yeah. a contract.
2: Well, to I don't know if Buffalo necessarily wants pun, him to pun intended. play right away. <laughs> like as in he's not good enough? Not that he's not good enough, but that it's it's Buffalo. Exactly. It'd be <laughs> like it's it's like throwing a rookie quarterback in day one you just get shell-shocked and you fucking blow your career by losing all your confidence right away. Like, Buffalo is in full fucking entering, rebuild, se- season number fucking 12, it seems like. <laughs> but they're trying to get rid of Jack Eichel. They're trying to sort of restart again. And it's probably the right thing to do because they don't have a ton of talent and they're not very good. But they do have some. They have guys like Rasmus Dalin who's still going to on the team. And it's... Like if they properly build this thing, they could have a really good team with two number one overall picks on defense. You could be the best defensive team in the NHL if you play your cards right. Which they won't because of Buffalo. But I don't think they're. They know they're not winning anything this year, so I don't. I don't blame Buffalo for not saying you're playing with us this season because why would they? they
3: experience.
2: It's why, well, but he's he gets experience in the NCAA as well.
3: But it's a way better league in the
2: NHL. Right, but it's almost... It's
3: a, fa- it's a slower game than the NCAA.
2: It is, but he's also like 18 years old. It's not yeah, necessarily like- better for your development to be in the pros right away where you're maybe on the third pair and getting 10 minutes a game. You might be better off getting 25 minutes a game in the NCAA hmm. and uh, sort of honing your skills a bit more. A more or less sink or swim kind of guy.
3: I, yeah. I agree that there is, there is a thing for shell shock, like you're saying with the QBs, but if they can't fucking rise above that anyways, you think they're gonna do it later on? Like only in the last couple of years, the only one couple of people I can remember for like the NFL for sitting quarterbacks is Aaron Rodgers, who I believe would have been awesome to start with no matter what. And then Garoppolo. Yeah. That's the only two that I can think of off the top of my head. Everyone else, like you get throw them in right away, get the experience and get them going. So, I personally think it's a sink or swim situation. You want them to get as much experience as they can. Because as soon as they get the experience, the sooner they can get slower on the game. Yeah. Whether it be NHL or NFL.
2: The, a bit of a difference, too, is that you're much younger when you're drafted to the NHL. Like, he's he's an 18-year-old boy is what he is.
3: <laughs> yep. But the rest of the number ones have been doing it. Like uh, you said, this is yeah. this is back, what, like, 0- 06, 07?
2: Yeah. But you have guys like fucking fail Yakubov and other number one picks.
0: Fail <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> That didn't cut it. And who knows? Maybe that's because they got tossed in too early. Maybe the bad draft pick. I hit the hard the wrong way and just like, oh, my God, these guys are just going to out to kill me. Yeah.
3: Well, there's also something to say that you always say, Kevin, is keep your head up.
1: Fucking right. You know, keep your head up. He's 18 but, years old. Maybe he hasn't fully learned yeah, that yet. Yeah. Lindros had that problem. That was wrong with Lindros. He had his head down half the time. Bucket Stevens over the blue line. Love that hit. That was the best hit I think I ever saw a pirouette on the fucking face on the ground. (laughs) That's amazing. You are a sadist, Kev. We'll give you that. I am. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) Anyway,
2: I definitely think Michigan is gonna win the fucking whatever the, the NCAA tournament is called, the frozen four or whatever the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't even know what it is. Okay, challenge. NCAA, gonna, <laughs> they're
3: gonna just team. gonna win the NCAA. <laughs> yeah,
2: NCAA. No one cares that much, but yeah. The National championship of hockey,
0: man. Yeah, but
2: they have a name, but the frozen four, I think they call the tournament. But anyway. challenge. No, I'm just kidding. Anyway. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. And then he'll be uh, he'll come up the next season. Or he might still come up this season. Who knows? Maybe they'll say, fuck your college. We need you come up in December or some shit. We'll see. One team that's also in full rebuild mode, the Coyotes, also have to figure out where they're going to play their games come, uh, I believe, come next season. I think this season they're okay. But as of next year, um, they haven't reached an agreement with the city of Glendale who owns the Gila river arena in which they play for the past 18 years. And they have been told that they will not be renewing the lease. They are going to go find some better clientele. (laughs) So the coyotes are without a home as of, I believe the start of next season and the ownership group have come out and say that the coyotes are 100% committed to finding a long-term arena solution here in Arizona I kind of selfishly hope that's not the case so that Austin Matthews doesn't have an opportunity to pull a a Tavares slash Kawhi Leonard and go home while Bettman was looking into possible expansion teams and settled on Seattle. He had met with the Houston Rockets owner, uh, Tillman Partita to discuss putting a team in Houston's Toyota center. So maybe Arizona's team just moves on over to Houston and, and there's, Maybe a little bit better fan appeal over there and Austin Matthews won't have an NHL team to call home anymore and we'll just have to be a leaf his whole career. (laughs) What do you think the
0: chances are that Arizona maybe goes back or not goes back but goes to Quebec City?
1: That's what I was gonna say. Quebec. You gotta bring fucking something back to Quebec. I mean, it it just won't happen because Bettman's a dick. (laughs) (laughs) You tell about the US. Yeah. It has nothing to do with us. I mean, until that prick's gone, you won't see any other teams coming to Canada for sure. If I was a betting
2: That's man, a hot it, yeah. If I was a betting man, I would say that they're going to stay in Arizona. They'll find a way to work out some other arena. But who knows? Maybe they'll go to Houston. Maybe they'll go to Quebec City. I highly doubt it. <laughs> but who knows? Highly doubt either
1: or Quebec. I doubt either. I highly doubt Quebec. No, no, no. I don't see Quebec, or I don't see like you know. No one. Quebec will not get one until Bettman leaves, guaranteed. Who knows? Time will tell. We'll
3: find out. Time will tell. I'm just shocked they're able to like just. We want better clientele. So, what clientele are they looking for?
2: People that actually go to games.
3: Sit in seats, yeah, <laughs>
0: exactly. <laughs> don't don't take fucking Tampa Rays for a fucking. So don't put
3: an ice arena in Phoenix. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I always thought it was kind of goofy that they'd put a winter sport in a place that's always fucking hot. Okay, even mo- yeah.
3: even moving it to Houston, like that's still the same goddamn thing.
2: <laughs> yeah, pretty well. I mean, well. yeah, they play in California, they play in Florida, they play in It can work in southern markets. Not nearly as well as it does in northern markets, but that's
3: The Seattle expansion makes sense, but the Vegas one like that was a strange one, but the, uh, the only thing I can think of is all the betting that goes on there, so I don't, I don't bet on anything. And if there's a game there, for sure, they will go for it.
0: Well, there's always so many people in Vegas at all times, and there's always all kinds of money in Vegas at all times. So that's why, for me, it makes sense to put a team in Vegas,
3: right? But Arizona, Houston, like yeah, if Thrashers, Thrashers were in Atlanta, like
2: Thrashers, yeah,
3: those southern states don't make sense. Well,
2: uh, there's a lot of southern states that are successful trashes didn't work because they were salty garbage for their entire fucking time. <laughs> that's why they you know. changed the expansion. What level. they had
0: Danny Heatley? What are you talking yeah, about? And
2: Iliakobichuk <laughs> and that's it.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> but like the California teams are successful. Dallas has a successful team. Florida teams are okay. Carolina's team's okay.
3: Well, Florida's got the Canadians. Dallas, I'm not sure. Uh
2: um, so does Arizona. Don't kid yourself. It's not as much as Florida. But there's a lot of snowbirds. Yeah, there it's there still it's
3: too. definitely still a retirement place for sure. Uh, and Cal California just super divi- diverse, right? Like you get a lot of especially people from the East Coast and stuff coming down there too. So to watch.
0: Yeah, I mean, hey, Jess, you said you said you weren't sure about Dallas. We got fans in Dallas, man. They're for <laughs> sure watching hockey for sure. Right. Big fans in Dallas. Shout out,
2: guaranteed. And uh, Phoenix is only a quick uh, quick highway drive from California. It's not too far from LA. It could work.
3: It hasn't, <laughs> Phoenix. <laughs> That's why they lost their lease. Uh,
2: yeah, but they're you know they're not a dead team. They're they're still there.
0: I mean, they're kind of dead, didn't they? Just take on a bunch of shitty contracts. See, that
2: is actually one of the smartest things they've done. If they're going full rebuild, which sucks for the couple of years of full rebuild. But they don't have a home now anyway, so whatever. <laughs> <laughs> But then once you come out of that and you have all these high draft players, unless you fuck it right up royally, you're going to be a good team coming out of that.
1: And speaking of good teams, we have the uh, women's championship hockey going on. Canada's, you know, I don't say favored, but I hope they're favored. I would call them favored. Either of
2: them or the States.
1: Got to be. Yeah. It's, it's usually those three. All well, I say three. In regards to Canada, USA, Finn.
2: The Swedes more so women's. I would say in women's hockey, there's a, a top tier with two teams. <laughs> yeah. Canada and USA. And then there's everybody else.
1: I agree. Yep. But on, the, uh, on Friday, we had the Czech Republic played uh, Denmark and Czechs win 6-1. Canada played Finland and they beat them 5-3. Switzerland lost to the USA, 3-0. Saturday on the uh, games we had going, Germany beat Hungary, 3-0. The stated on the site that I looked at, IHF, which we all know is the ROC, they beat uh, Switzerland, 3-1. And Denmark lost to Japan, 1-0.
0: Sorry, are these all round-robin type games or pool games or... Are, the, are we already into eliminations?
1: I don't think we're into eliminations as of yet. I think these are just, you know, figuring out your rankings. Well, I guess
0: so, because Switzerland and Denmark played twice there, so that, it must be pool full yeah. play.
1: Right. And then we have uh, today's matchups. Uh, Hungary played the uh, Czech Republic, and we had Canada facing the, uh, again, output ROC, but this states, the States, the IHF, Russia. And then we have the Finland and the U.S. And, uh, those games are probably on, or one is definitely on, the Canada and uh, the Russia game. Uh, getting into our crappy football league, we have uh, week week three is uh, Edmonton. They beat the BC uh, 21-16. And we had Montreal losing to Calgary 28-22 we had Toronto actually uh, beating uh, Winnipeg. They needed to because, you know, they lost to them for the first game and they beat them 30 to 23. They had Ottawa uh, playing Saskatchewan, which beat them 23 to 10. So it puts us up to the uh, East Toronto and is on top with uh, two wins. That gives them four points. And then we have uh, in the West, Saskatchewan.
3: Hang on, it's by points? Yeah, wins. Huh. I thought it was definitely going to be winning percentage. No,
1: nope, they just have them as wins because the two wins to one loss, they gave them four. Uh, and again, Saskatchewan is on top of three wins with zero losses, gives them six points.
0: I think he should challenge just. <laughs>
3: Please, <laughs> I just have never heard of that in football before. It's because it, it's a I crappy
1: think. football league, bud. Didn't you hear me when I started off saying this? I think you should Jeez. challenge him,
3: Calm man.
2: But
0: I think you should challenge him.
3: <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. All right.
2: It's not just me that's a bitch when I'm at the top. Everybody <laughs> at the top is a bitch.
3: It, it definitely does something to you. You're right. You're like, there's no reason to risk <laughs> it. Right.
2: <laughs> let other people make plays. <laughs> yeah. Unless you got a guaranteed fucking challenge, just let her go. <laughs> uh,
1: and uh, with that last challenge too, guys, you're also, once again, you're welcome. Thanks, Ev. yeah, hello, buddy. Appreciate you. Uh, that's why, you know, I, I've always said this right from the start. I will do whatever it needs to do. So we, We can carry on without having everyone, everyone get one. That's just the guy I am. But again, it would be better for you if everybody got one. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Going into our week four matchups, we have the Elks facing the Argonauts, Tiger Cats and the Alouettes, Lions and the Redbacks, Red Blacks and Stampeders and the Blue Bombers. That's who we got going on week four. In the golf news, though, unfortunately, the final round will probably not be played until Monday due to a hurricane rolling through, and that is with the Northern Trust Tournament. Uh, hopefully, it goes off on the Monday. They may say because of the, the grounds that it might have to go on Tuesday, but the grounds crew say it should be ready to go. And then we have Cameron Smith and uh, John Romh are tied at uh, minus 16. Man, yeah. I'd be happy to shoot fucking plus 16. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you and me both, Brad. You and me both. But the thing that I used to watch, even as myself being in a little teenage child back when, Little League World Series, this thing is fucking huge. There's been a lot of major leaguers that's gone through this Little little League uh, World Series uh, I don't want to start naming names because you guys might start challenging me, and I don't need any more losses. But uh, <clears throat> last year, they was uh, done because of the uh, the COVID, as I like to say the It It is now returned. Uh, There's no spectators now. From my understanding, the parents can be there. It's their children. It's not just no one's there, but it's not as massive as it was before. Which would probably blow out the uh, Tampa, you know, stadium. Oh, hundred percent it would.
0: Hundred <laughs> percent.
1: Yeah, because you have people all out in the outfield and stuff way back when. Which is stupid, by the way, but right. Carry on. <laughs> we touched that already. Yes. Uh, so this tournament to, again has um, up to sixteen teams that are going in. Um I like the actual divisions, it's pretty decent. We have an Hank Aaron championship teams which are Hawaii, Nebraska, Michigan, Washington, Connecticut, New Jersey, Florida, and Texas. Now, uh, because of the the vid, um, this is only being basically out of the U.S. There's no one else. like Canada's not there, obviously, and such, like we should be.
0: I don't know if we should be. I don't think the Canadian Little League team has ever been there.
1: They've been there. Challenge. Oh, yeah. you fucking right. They've been there. Oh, huh. I challenge that.
0: Maybe we gave Kevin a
1: fucking point. <laughs> so,
0: international teams, all international teams, Japan, yeah. all that. They're not.
1: No, they're not there. They're not there this year. Uh, we have the Tom Sawyer Championship teams. I'm uh, sorry, Savior. Tom Savior Championship teams. Tennessee, New Hampshire, uh, Pennsylvania, Louisiana, California, Ohio. Oregon and South Dakota. Now, with that being all done, because this is a double elimination bracket, I'm looking up uh, the brackets right now. Hawaii's doing very well. They've beaten Connecticut, they've beaten Nebraska, and now they're just waiting on teams for game 24. Nebraska beat New Jersey, and then we had Michigan beat Florida, and Texas beat Washington. So we go down into that uh, bracket of uh, lost teams that have lost in the tournament and so on. So we have New Jersey waiting the uh, Michigan-Texas game. They uh, beat Connecticut, and Washington will face Nebraska in regards to the bottom. Now, these bottom teams can actually still work their way up to the championship, which is pretty decent. On the other side of our uh, bracket, we had Ohio beat Tennessee, um, we had California beat New Hampshire, California actually beated, uh, or beat Ohio, which is now waiting on uh, games. Oregon, Pennsylvania, Oregon beat them, eight to two. And then we have uh, South Dakota, Louisiana, South Dakota won, and those two games will be played. And we have that bottom bracket once again, with New Hampshire waiting on the bracket of um, Oregon and South Dakota since they believe it was rained out is why those games are not being played today. And then Louisiana, Pennsylvania, and that's uh, Louisiana and Ohio is the games there. We should have definitely got something on this. I man. we should jump on this for next year for brackets.
2: For sure. So,
1: yeah, it'd be lots of fun to do this one. But that's what we got going on there on the little league. I enjoy this. It's very fun to watch. Again, you get to see these little kids that are up and coming and will definitely make the major league baseball one day. So just to
2: jump in, Canada has made 63 appearances in the little league world series. Most recently in 2019, they have an overall record of 52 and 131, which is not good. But they were runners up once and a third place finish once, no championships. So, what? so Josh, sorry to say, KeV got you on that. And one. As KeV would say, you're
0: welcome. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thanks, bud. <Mike. laughs> now you're even today. <laughs> yes. Now, speaking of which, I mean, like these, these I mean, there are kids. I also believe that the age of these children are no longer, or no older than twelve years old. And then we have uh, Ella Burning, or Brunning. Hopefully I said that correctly. Probably not. Burning, maybe? Well, she becomes the third girl in history to record a multiple hits in a single Little League World Series. Uh, Hit a single over the shortstop's head and then slashed a single opposite field into right. She also scored a run. Ella is the only girl playing in this year's uh, Little League World Series and is the 20th girl ever playing in this in this uh, World Series Little League. It's amazing. Ella plays for Texas and is uh, representing the Southwest in the tournament. Good for her. It's awesome to see these little kids going out there and doing that, not just boys. Girls can play baseball too. Uh, I witnessed, I've watched a female pitch in this little league world. So a little, a little league world series girl. It's just amazing. It's very really decent to watch.
0: Yeah. She, she was interviewed in, uh, after the game and whatnot. She got the two, she went two for two there uh, in, in the one game. So she was interviewed and they, you know, they had talked about her getting two hits and she was like, well, wow, it was a hit. And then the other one was a little dinker. And then she was talking about the little slash over to right field. She just, it was low and outside. She she waited back on it and she just flared it into right to uh, to get her second hit there. But uh, yeah, it's pretty sweet. She said that it's fun because it was unexpected, meaning the hits were unexpected. And apparently from what she said, those were her first two hits this year. Wow. So it's crazy that a, a player is even playing without having a hit. If that's the if that's is the is the case you know as the coach you're you're still trying to put out obviously you want all your kids to play but you're still trying to put out your best team forward and if you got a sure. if you got a bench a player you got a yeah. bench a player but to have
2: it's the world series man exactly
0: you gotta win that <laughs> shit so I mean this isn't the final this is the tournament way of building up to it but uh pretty sweet for, for Ella to get those two hits and hopefully she keeps playing well and uh, and hopefully we see her uh, further along you know, maybe, maybe in college playing.
1: Who knows? I'm just going to throw this out there. What? like I mean, we have women playing professional hockey now. There's actually a women's hockey league. I mean, do we ever see a women's baseball?
0: Well, they have fastball, right? So it's going to be hard for them to to transition. I think to say we don't want to play softball anymore. We want to play hardball. I, I mean, there's probably lots of women that would like to do that, and lots of the women that play softball probably would like to play hardball. But it's I played
3: uh, I played with uh, two girls in hardball, who so they were on our team. And so the you one mean you
0: played on a girl team.
3: Well, <laughs> That's not talking. I mean, there were there were two girls, but yeah, we ended up winning the championship that year too. So, and the rest of them all had men, so. I'm just I'm just saying, like the girls can play too. And sure. the one, the one chick, like she was actually a decent pitcher, and uh, and a great hitter as well. The other one was, yeah, this is the bottom of the lineup with me. <laughs> <laughs> but the other one was really good. She was fantastic, and and uh, she she dominated. She was she was actually one of our better players. And this was when I was must have been like grade
2: seven or eight fuck that's eons ago
3: yeah it was it was a long time ago but she
2: she was really really good
1: now i have one last thing which i always like is the ufc it's not a big event it was just their fight night that they put on on tv now this one stood out to me i always like to give you guys the best of the ufc or any kind of fight night that happens because i always
0: what the best is going to be watching you're listening to you pronounce this
1: fucking name I know. <laughs> I just might go with his first name. I don't know. <laughs> I believe his, uh, his name is um, Ignacio. Ignacio bah, Bahamondes. Bahamondes. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Defeats Roosevelt Roberts. Now, I'm. I'm not shitting here, man. About 10 seconds left into this round. He, um, <laughs> I would like, Ignacio, Ignacio. Ignacio, he does himself a spinning heel kick to the chin of Roosevelt. And I'm telling you, it was like night, night. <laughs> he was, he was done like dinner. Caught he him got right knocked it. Yeah, he did so, caught him right on the chin. And he was like, you know, those arms go right up in the air in hockey. Sometimes you get that big hit. Like a Lidros kind of thing. Yep. (laughs) Drop and their hands are stuck in the air. Yeah, man. It was like night, night. (laughs) Love it. I mean, no one broke any bones, which is the best part of the UFC that I like. But he got knocked the fuck out. Love it. So he just got
3: CTE immediately. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) Most definitely. (laughs) It's It's an awesome thing. It is not an <laughs> awesome. It's thing. not an awesome <laughs> thing. No. Well, no, not not being happened to you, but I mean to see. Uh, I just think it's watching amazing. somebody
0: get knocked out is awesome. But just say it's, it's e
3: good
1: entertainment.
3: Not... <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: But I also like it too because I've 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 been there. I've done those one night one punch knockouts, and it's just night night. But we'll not talk about that. Because right. a fucking yeah. tough guy. You're more of a street fighter like fucking Kimbo Slice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> i fuck a guy up. Let's just say that. But we'll go, into you, uh, <laughs> we'll go into you, Pedro. Who do you got in your penalty box today, sir? Okay.
2: My penalty box is Bali Sports Detroit. Because they suspended their broadcaster, Jack Morris, who's broadcaster for the Tigers. Ex-Blue Yep. In, indefinitely. And will require Morris to undergo bias training. Which I think is stupid. And a fucking serious overreaction. Because all he said was, and I'm going to sort of quote him here, so hopefully I don't get canceled. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> <it a> <laughs> all you already he said, said it was, was stupid,
3: too. So you're, you're just digging yourself a hole.
2: <laughs> it was stupid. So Shohei Otani's coming up to the place. There's two outs. The game is tied 2-2. Two, two. And Shohei's coming to the plate. And he's, and the, the other uh, commentator asked him, what do you do now? And he said, be very, very careful. <laughs> that's it. That's all he said. Because Shohei's coming up and he's going to go yard on you. So be very, very careful. But because he said it with the fake Asian accent. And he said, second the W very instead of with an R. He got fucking suspended indefinitely. I
0: mean, by your re- uh, reenactment there, more sounded like Elmer Fudd. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> like, that
2: was not what I heard. Uh, maybe I did it a bit more footy and he did it a bit more sorry, as you need. Um, so Otani was asked afterwards, and he confirmed he had watched the clip, and he was not offended at all by it. And I... Don't blame him like he was complimenting Otani thing. Be careful with him because he's going to go yard on you. He's going to go yard on you, which I think he was squawked in that at bat, which was smart. Uh, But anyway, Valley Sports Detroit is in my box for stupidly suspending this guy for what seems like nothing.
3: They're watching out for their own back and he didn't need to do the accent he had just be very careful more or, yeah, or less with them. like sure. it, it was it was for me this was dumb of him to do this and he is an xj and like i'm actually a pretty big fan of him. And he did this i was like why why do this it doesn't make sense to do that but he is from an age where he could say that shit too so yeah
0: i i agree with you Jess. it's there is no need for him to use, uh, you know, the fake accent. Just say what you want to say in your regular voice, and you still get the point across. You know, I met this guy though, Jack Morris. I met him, met him at uh, yeah, yeah Fuel McCools downtown TO there after a game when he was actually doing commentary for the Jays. With uh, pretty sure he was with Buck, he was the color commentary guy. Rusty, myself, and my friend Misty, we were. Uh, over at F- Finn McCool's, and he was chatting to a table, and I'm like, "That's fucking Jack Morris." So we let him finish his, his conversation. I'm like, "Jack, what's up?" <laughs> He's <started> there talking <laughs> for a few minutes. Got a photo. Pretty nice guy.
1: <laughs> Since yeah. you mentioned Buck, I what year? I I don't know what year it was, and I've been asking people at my work, "What year was it when this when Buck Martinez had his legs broken on home plate?" Fuck, no idea, man. 90s. Like late 90s? Yeah. I don't know. I just remember him getting his left leg broken first, and then he threw the ball down, and then the guy who comes running around third, and he gets tossed the ball back, and he breaks his other leg by stopping the home plate. They got them both out, but... 1985
0: is what I'm seeing. Oh, wow. Nice. Even later than what I thought, yeah. Says Martinez's career took a bad turn when he broke his leg and severely dislocated his ankle in a home plate collision with Seattle Mariners Phil Bradley at the Kingdome on July 9th, 1985. After the collision, he still attended the throwout advancing runner Gorman Thomas. There you go. Yeah, man. Thank you. 1985. Now, nah, tell, tell your peeps at
1: work. Yeah, I will. I mean, because I just, yeah, I, don't, I will remember that now. Don't worry. Anyway. Yeah. Josh, another baseball-related box. Who's
2: in yours?
0: All right, so I got Blue Jay nemesis Rugnet Odor. He now plays, rough and rough and <laughs> yeah. he plays for the Yankees, uh, which was kind of an odd signing by them, but apparently he's uh, playing lots. So. Saturday, he went 0-3. He was hit by a pitch and left four runners on base. If that wasn't enough, Odor in one at-bat asked for a timeout seconds before launching a home run. <laughs> so Orduer took his hand off the bat to ask umpire angel hernandez for time out at the exact moment that pitcher ralph garza jr had picked his leg up to start his pitch delivery the ball was out of the pitcher's hand just as the umpire ran out to call time with time called ordo end up hitting the ball into the right field bullpen he started his trot his home run trot and and Hernandez the umpire called Odor back because time was called. <laughs> Two pitches later, rough net odor odor strikes out. So, what could have been his 15th home run of the year ends up being his 85th K of the year. And just because he's a Blue Jays fucking nemesis, I love this. I think this is great. <laughs> well, like, just hit like why you got to keep calling time. it it drives me bonkers with these players. They step in they step out you can just stay in the box you know you, you i'm okay if you step out for a short period of time after a pitch get back in there get ready to hit if it takes a long time okay maybe but it wasn't a long time in this instance uh for the pitcher to to decide what pitch he was making and i'm actually surprised that the umpire granted time here
1: and i'm glad he did and so.
0: took away this <laughs> home run it was pretty sweet uh,
1: wasn't there a person on base as well? There was two guys on base, runners on the corner. Nice, two guys? Yeah. Right. Nice.
0: Runners on the corners. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, when I watched that, I was like, holy shit, you're a dumb dumb."
0: Yeah. And then strikes out. That's the best part. Like, didn't get a <laughs> single or anything. Like, he struck out.
3: Well, he always he strikes out a lot. It's either gonna be a home run with this guy or a strikeout.
2: Uh, well, like I said, it's 85th K of the season, so <laughs> It is a little bit impressive though to call time and still hit a dinger. The <laughs> For yeah. sure, it is. Yeah. <laughs> just next time he's he up there, it. he's
3: yeah. Next time he's up there, he's gonna just be ready. He knows he's gonna hit a home run, kind of thing. Yeah,
0: and you know, a guy that I like and I, I watched when uh, the Jays are playing the Angels was Otani. He once he steps in, he doesn't step out of that box. He just stays in there. He's ready to go every fucking yep. time. I like that. Speeds the game up. They should really, uh, you know, you can't eliminate guys stepping out of the box, but they should try and uh, limit it so that there's less step out somehow. I don't know how you do it, but, uh, you know, and that's going to keep the game rolling.
2: Yeah. Cause they do it just to get, just to fuck with the pitch. For sure. That's all they do. Yeah. It. Yeah.
3: It, there's, a, there's a lot of reasons that, because they want to make sure they got the pitch that the, the pitcher's going to throw in their head so that they're ready for it. But when they, <clears throat> the pitcher takes so long too, and he pulls out, he's like, I don't know what pitch the guy's going to throw.
0: No, I mean, it's understandable, but you know, they've they've tried to, to speed the game up multiple different ways. So why not try something like that by eliminating how many times you can step out on well, a, a per-pitch basis type thing, right? I agree. Like,
3: I would say, like, maybe, like, as a batter, you can only step out once per bat, which yeah is pretty i it's been a while since i've seen guy jump out twice at of a bat unless it's a, it's a, it's a long it's he's been fouling off pitches for a bunch of the pitch count is just huge for the, at at the batter, but that, that's the only time i've seen it where he jumps out of it more than once well i've seen lots
0: where the batter steps out more so when it's a long uh, time yeah, between like, like pitches but oh
3: Okay. Well, yeah, I definitely think one one uh, time called per bet should be definitely in yeah, there. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see if they could do something like that. But
0: so either way, Rugnett is in my penalty box for hitting a home run when it's a timeout that he called. Kev, <laughs> tell me what you got in your box. Oh, yeah. But-
1: the guy I have in my box, he's a bit of a character. I mean, this is not his first time doing his blowouts. Um, on Saturday, we we're talking about tennis here. We had uh, Daniel Medvedev. He was running down a ball, and he actually ran into the camera on the back of the court. I mean, like, knocked it over.
0: So the camera got knocked the fuck out?
1: Yeah, man. The camera <laughs> guy it was okay, but the camera, yeah, got knocked the fuck out. The camera went night-night? And it did. Well... <laughs> For, for a little bit, because when the camera was actually put back upright, Medvedev says, you know what, I'm going to kick you again. Kicks the actual camera. That's low. Yeah, it was very low. I mean, <laughs> you, you just did that. <laughs> you, you can't do that again, man. They already knocked the camera out. They can't just try and kick it again.
3: he has got some anger issues.
1: Oh, this, kid, this guy has definitely issues. So the officials go up to him and says, you know, man, you can't be doing that. You can't do that. You can't. Kick the camera. Mel Medvedev uh, goes off and he starts saying, I'm probably going to sue them. I can't play. Then asks for the physiotherapist people to come out and take a look at him. He goes again, I'm going to sue. I'm going to sue them for $10 million. And again, asks for the physiotherapist to come out and take a look at him. Nothing wrong with this guy. Medvedev goes uh, back and resumes in the the match and actually loses. He loses uh, two games to one.
0: Isn't he the number one seeded player right
1: now too? I don't know if he's number one seeded. I don't think he is. I might have to throw a challenge on that.
3: Yes.
0: (laughs) I don't know if he is either, but I got a challenge out of it.
1: (laughs) I will challenge you that. I don't think it's him. I don't, I'm not giving you a name out there, but it's not him.
0: Yeah, for
2: sure. That's (laughs) all right. That's all
1: right. I'll take it though. No, get the field. Okay, this guy has a character in regards to doing this. Like he, he's basically gone off on you know, to like other players that he's playing or the officials. It's not shocking, but he goes off to lose.
3: I mean, tennis players do that
1: a lot too. Like, I mean, Agassi. I loved Agassi. Not I you see it, I mean, sorry, McEnroe. McEnroe, McEnroe yeah, McEnroe, McEnroe he, he would get angry <laughs> at everybody. <laughs> oh, he would tell you what and when and how. That was amazing. But I guess... What Medvedev,
3: go ahead.
2: What Medvedev doesn't seem to understand, though, is that the camera that's there is the reason he can get paid what he gets paid for finishing wherever he does in these tournaments. Yeah. You get, you get the money because you're televised, because people are watching, because people are advertising. Without the cameras, you're just a guy playing tennis and you got to pay to play instead of getting
1: paid to play. That's right.
2: Dumb, 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 dumb.
3: But like, even though these tennis players get this upset, like, this is ridiculous, but yeah, getting upset about the camera being there, but it's still they break their rackets all the time, but you can equate that to baseball players breaking their bats, bats. and bats. And yeah, I
2: don't mind that. That's just. Being emotional in the fucking moment, trying to, you know, trying to play your best, and maybe it's not going so well. So you take it out on your racket. It's clearly, it's not your fault. It's the racket's fault.
1: Of course, <laughs> <laughs> for
2: sure. Well, Kev, you got
0: a point, man. Nice. <laughs> the Joker is number one. He's got uh, just over eleven thousand points in the ATP rankings, and Medvedev has ninety nine hundred.
1: Is he, is he is he number he's, two? He's Whoops. number two, yeah. That's awesome. Thanks, thanks, jokes Hey, that wasn't a gift, man. No, okay. You didn't give a uh, we'll... name either, though.
3: Yeah, <laughs> should be like half a point. <laughs> half a point. Nah, yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll give him a full
1: point, <laughs> Like you my, like to... my points are gonna change anything, oh, whatever. Jesse, who you got going in yours?
3: I got T O in mine. Is a recent interview that had happened with TMZ. He was asked if he thinks he can play in the NFL right now, and he says, No doubt, he can play in the NFL at age 47. Oh,
1: yeah,
2: you yeah, know, I love the confidence. Yeah, I, I don't. Peter does.
3: <laughs> well, I don't too. Like, he hasn't been in the NFL for 11 years. Last time he played in an actual game was in 2010 with the Cincinnati Bengals where he was with Chad Ochocinco. Now he did have a pretty monster year that not, not monster, but he still had a pretty good year. Like for wide receiver standards, he didn't get a thousand yards, but I think he had like close to a thousand with ATDs. So that's still pretty good for how old he was at that point. And there is an unofficial time that I that was said that or that he said that he did was he did a 440 in the 40 yard dash, which is pretty fucking fast, especially for someone at 47. <laughs> and uh I don't buy it. Oh, either do I, either do I. <laughs> but like he, he says he's kept in shape for the most part, and he's been told as early as this summer that an NFL executive or I don't maybe maybe the guy was making a joke. I don't know, but so <laughs> that people might be looking for him and, and to stay in shape. (laughs) So this is what I'm doing. And I was, uh, I know he tore his ACL in, in 20, uh, 2011. And then I think he he hurt himself again in 2012. So he's, he obviously will have a whole bunch of injuries more or less, At that age to begin with, and I think this is ridiculous to think that this guy can play in the NFL right now, especially going against someone that's going to be 20 years younger than you, more than 20 years younger than you.
0: I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he could play a little bit, like maybe a third down situation, Pete, as you said earlier today, maybe in red zone, (laughs) but not long term. And even for like, he's not going to play 90% of snaps. There's no fucking way.
3: Hey, man, Larry Larry Fitzgerald isn't playing this year. Like, Larry, I don't think Teal can make it.
2: <laughs> no, I, I don't think so either. And for some reason, it seems to me that the executive he was talking to was probably with Jacksonville.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. uh, I, get like, I okay, know, the, the Tebow experiment didn't work. Let's try something <laughs> else. Let's try a new one.
0: Hey, who knows? It could have been a bear executive too, man. <laughs> yeah, it could be.
3: It's funny because the guy's in the Hall of Fame already. So, like, what do you do? You pull him from that and you have a new Hall of Fame ceremony for it, or what?
0: <laughs> no, you just like leave him in,
2: let him play.
1: And...
3: It, it's just ridiculous.
1: <laughs> I would have said that, you know, Jerry Rice would have been a better, you know, opportunity of doing that at the age of 40s than, you know, he is at uh, 46.
3: He played up to close to his 40s, man. He was, and he was not good. <laughs> <laughs> like he he was in the league for a long time and,
1: and yeah and he but was he can only help people at that moment no i mean like really i mean you're only bringing in someone like that that age to sit there and help out your other receivers wouldn't you
3: that's a coach man bring in a coach then don't bring in a player to affect your roster
1: yeah hit,
2: hit the salary cap
3: I I I get that uh, Rice can teach a lot of the kids, and even To I believe can too. But
2: I don't think he could play in the NFL right now. No, nope. no, I agree. I'd love to see it though, just for kicks.
3: <laughs> <laughs> he would be a fucking target.
2: I guarantee that. Yeah. Like for the, for the quarterback or for the defense?
3: The defense would be <laughs> honing it on the honing it in on them.
2: If he got a touchdown, though, he would go fucking insane. There would be some celebration that would be epic. He might be our MVP. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Pete, tell us about our uh, scores this week. Yeah, so three challenges this week, starting with Hendrik Lundfist being a knight or not, which he is not. Uh, So Kev lost one there to me. Uh, The Little League World Series in Canada make an appearance. Uh, Kev picked up one off Josh on that. They made appearance like 69 times or whatever like the fuck I said. 63, Get it fucking go. right. Gosh! <laughs> <laughs> <Josh. laughs> and uh, Medvedev being the number one seed. Uh, Josh lost another one to Kev there. It's actually the Joker. Uh, so that brings our season totals. Peter was plus one, up to plus six on the season. Uh, Kevin was plus two overall today. Not bad. Kev brings you to minus eight on the season. Holy shnikes. Jesse was a baby back bitch. Jesse's a bitch with no challenges. Yeah. (laughs) Kind of a loser would do that in person. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm
3: adapting the strategy here.
2: (laughs) And Josh drops down to minus four. Rough day for Josh. open Kev out. There you go. <laughs> and uh that rolls us right into was your drink. So Kev, why don't you start us off? How was your drink today?
1: The second one always is best than the first one. Uh it was good. I mean, I'm getting used to these IPAs. I mean, it's not my faves, but I enjoy it. Yeah. Decent 6.5. Again, we have a uh, Pearson Express IPA, which is uh, Henderson's Brewing, and it's out of Toronto. I'd do it again. You know, no one's forcing you to drink IPA. You can drink whatever the
2: fuck you want. Just call we you a bitch you if you Bush. fucking
0: drink Bush. Yeah, yeah
1: exactly. <laughs> my point there. So uh, I'll throw this off to Jess. Since you and I are basically drinking the same amount, how was your drink?
3: Yeah, for the tie, the hazy and confused juicy IPA from Muskoka Brewing was delicious. I've had this before, and I will probably have it a few more times. It was very, very good, even though it was a tie. Yosh, how was your drink?
0: Uh, my beer snob, Belgian rye ale from Shiloh Beer Company. was pretty good. 6% took six, second place today. I guess third place with the tie. Uh, as I said before, my first sip, it, uh, I, was, I was I was expecting an IPA, I guess, but it is not an IPA. It's a Belgian rye ale. So the flavor was completely different, but very, very tasty. Uh, I really like this one. And I'll, uh, I'll probably get this one again. Pete, your last one in Sanin. How was your drink?
2: Yeah, my uh flying monkeys optical illusion almost pale ale. It was good. It was good. I liked it. It's uh I released the flying monkey, as the can says. Just keep it in and, your uh, pants, bro. Keep it in your pants. <laughs> it's okay. The camera you can only see my face. So whatever happens, you know, don't don't worry about it. But yeah, the flying monkeys is good. Flying monkeys is always good and uh cans are always fucking crazy as fuck. So
0: they're fun. It was pretty good. Right on. Well, glad you guys enjoyed your beers. So for everyone here at Points and Penalties, would like to thank you all for listening. Please subscribe wherever you get your pods. Give us a like and follow on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Points Penalties. And until next week, stay out of the penalty box.